Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlon for Tish Talk, another episode of Tish Talk after a short absence for a little holiday for myself and my kids. It felt great. I have a repeat guest who's uh, absolute joy, delight, um, incredible intelligence. And in fact, I'm going to give him a plug. He was uh, my editor for uh, the book I just finished and did a fantastic job. Guy Crittenden is the Canadian, is a Canadian journalist and author, and he uh, enjoyed a 25-year career as an editor for two business magazines and co-founded, oh yeah, um, a magazine for pollution control and waste management and recycling. So he knows a lot about um, the Agenda 2030. We're going to dive into some of the the tinfoil hat conspiracy theories today we're going to talk about the situation update what's going on with the banking and a few other interesting topics a little bit on the environmental impact of the train derailment and a few other things so hope you enjoyed today's podcast welcome guy how are you today i'm great i'm great i think you should uh plug your book a little bit more (laughs) and tell them about where you're doing a little crowdfunding that I turned you on to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, thanks. You know, uh, so I'm so thrilled to say I have finished my book, The Thrive Protocol, Six Steps to Overcome Fear and Build a Life That You Love. Um, And I have set up a crowdfunding page for pre-orders with some incentives on Publishizer. It's just about ready to go live, so it should be there in a day or two, and I will share that link. If anyone wants to pre-order the book, I, I really appreciate it. It's uh, been a, a journey of love. And I know, Guy, you uh, you gave me a lot of uh, great feedback on the book and help. And you said it helped you in your own situation as well. So it's got fundamental steps to improve your life no matter what chaos is going on. So, um, Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, editing the book. Um, and... Interestingly, you know, sometimes I'll edit a book and it's kind of a, a side sideline of mine and, uh, you know, I'll enjoy it, but I'm, you know, sometimes it can feel like taking in laundry, <laughs> but with <laughs> your book, it really made a difference um, oh. because, you know, the, the kind of um, mad, like it, people should know that every, every letter in the word thrive in the title refers to a different chapter like tenacity or health or energy this kind of thing and uh, I found it very very helpful in my own life and I'm uh, planning to go through with some of the little exercises you put at the end of each chapter uh, especially for people in the freedom movement or anybody who's awake to what's really going on in the world I think we all need uh, to deal with um the traumas uh, that we're going through, oh. and uh, and and you know, use these strategies to be our best in these challenging times with a, a lot of low vibration on the planet. Yes, absolutely low vibration, and yeah, even today. And I say I use this myself regularly after watching a video you sent me. Um, a very short clip video of someone talking from a military standpoint about how far along they've gotten, you know, all the things that have been put in place over the last few decades now transitioning into what they'd love with this uh, centralized digital currency and the digital ID. You can yeah. get really overloaded with fear 
And so I actually use exercises in my own book to help me. And it did help me today. But yeah, let's dive right in. I mean, there's so much going on, it's hard to talk. But I know, uh, you know, some of the fun things in our conversations, we don't always agree. And I think that's fabulous. But we agree on a lot of things. You know, with this banking, uh, do you think that they're like moving now? There's they're bailing out. Um, you know, they're saying they're bailing out. They're doing bailouts and bail-ins. We've got the um, the different um, the different banks now in the U.S. Now we got Credit Suisse, Silicon Valley Bank, and Signature Bank. I think there was Silvergate Bank. Um, they're bailing them out, uh, the FDIC. But everyone's fleeing the little the smaller banks, going to the big banks, which is probably what the uh, the globalists want centralized banking. Yeah, there's a, there's some evidence that the Silicon Valley Bank was targeted. Uh, the gentleman um, who I believe it was the founder of eBay, uh, I forget his name. It's Pierre or something. I, don't quote me on that. But uh, anyway, the my my understanding is the former founder of eBay got together and made, made some calls to his friends in the IT space. And they specifically uh, targeted that bank and said, oh, it's, it's in trouble, get your money out. And they, they deliberately orchestrated a run on that bank. Um, and the other banks you mentioned like Silvergate, um, they're all crypto banks. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what's what's really interesting is I think this is blown up in their face because I think what they were hoping was to make people suspicious of crypto and crypto projects. But what they've actually done is trigger a massive distrust of banks in general. So a lot of people, I wouldn't call it a run, fortunately, at this point, but a lot of people are starting to rethink where they're banking. Catherine Austin Fitz uh, has been releasing some very good information about how to assess a community bank in terms of its safety. And her main point was, um, don't just look at the financials, pay close attention to the quality of the management. Are they themselves invested in the bank? Uh, yeah. how, how much is the bank tied in with the community and this kind of thing? I personally uh, think that it is the strategy of the globalists that they're going to because everything's being controlled by the Bank of International Settlements, the BIS out of Switzerland, mm -hmm. ground zero for the um, uh, for the Great Reset, really. Mm -hmm. And and what it seems they're doing is they're going to to drive the smaller banks into the arms of the the predatory lenders like the J.P. Morgan Chases yes. of the world. So what we might face in a few months or a few years, probably sooner rather than later is a landscape where there's just giant banks. And then when they introduce the, when they collapse the economy further and introduce the central bank digital currency and the digital IDs, um, we'll have far less choice. Um, I personally am very disturbed by here in Canada, I've, I've banked my whole adult life with TD Bank. Mm, and I am in the One process. of the worst. It's yeah. one of the worst. I'm yeah. pulling my, all of my money out. I pulled most of it out. I'm even going to remove my RSP portfolio from TD because they have been circulating a document you may have heard of yes. where they're telling their clients they all have to switch over to this digital system and they and their staff can't even explain what that is, which I think is very telling. Yes. And 
And uh, so, first of all, I don't want to cooperate with that. And no. secondly, um, journalists, I, as you know, I'm a journalist and I, I write, I'm a regular contributor to Druthers newspaper. And I, I've, I've written, I'm probably the only person other than the publisher who's written for almost every edition in, over the past two years. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I don't I don't say that to pump my own tires, but just to say that I have to assume that I would be on a list of journalists who would potentially be identified as anti uh, new world order narrative. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. I just one of the journalists I follow closely is Maria Z. That's Z with three E's after it Uh out of Australia. I watch her too sometimes. Yeah, she's she's really great. And she had a show today where she oh. was saying that she has she was received a letter from ING Bank that she's been with for a number of years and they're closing her accounts. They're giving her something like one week and she called them up. She's a smart lady, obviously. And she said, oh, what is the reason why you're terminating my account? And they couldn't give her, her an answer. And she really went at them and asked to speak to the managers and went up the food chain. Nobody could give her an answer. And it was very clear that it's because of her political views. Um, So I, I have as a, as a journalist in that same space, uh, I have to, uh, I have to assume that the same thing could be done if it could be done to her to me. Well, it could be done to me. Not only have I written for Druthers, I wrote last month on the banking. And I do have to say to my audience, there was a small typo at the end of my article um, saying that it was uh, the Federal Reserve introduced, I mean, income tax, it was supposed to read income tax wasn't before then. So just a small typo, nothing can be done about it. But overall, read well. Um, I, I I read your article and not only did I read it, but my article for the forthcoming April edition uh, is a follow-up on your article. Oh, great. Well, see, we're such a good team. Yeah, I mean, I've learned so much, well, from everyone, right, in this movement. I've learned from, uh, you know, David Ward and Matthew Ward, from you, from all of these other uh, podcasters, and from some of the, there's a guy on YouTube, I forget his name, I wish I had it, he talks about the money fraud how much of a fraud our whole financial system is, the Federal Reserve, um, this whole quantitative easing, how they're making money from nothing. It's just a giant, endless fraud kicking the can down further and further, uh, this so-called debt ceiling that will never be reached. We can never pay off our bills the way it's it's set up. It was fascinating. If I have that, I'll include it. uh, and he's a big proponent of obviously precious metals because they hold their value. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, the my, end my, game. What? Sorry, go ahead. I, didn't I was just going to say the end game is clearly uh, the centralized digital currency with all the controls with the digital ID. They yeah. want to have the control grid. They're even setting up. Um, which is kind of disturbing in some of the grocery stores. I don't know if up your way, up Perry Soundway, they're setting them up where there's turnstiles in some grocery stores, people have reported, and that you won't be able to get in without your digital ID in the future. Now, this could be part of a personal carbon footprint. Now, you bought too much meat, you can't come in or whatever, who knows what. Um, But yeah, I mean, the whole thing with the 15-minute cities, it's being rammed down our throats 
kind of at supersonic speed seems like a video game that we're in and you have to escape from Alcatraz or escape from the 15 minute city as soon as possible. And you've got certain things, you know, it's a hunger games type game. You feel like you're playing, but it's your real life. uh, I know we, I, I, I frequently say that to myself and others that I feel now that I am living fully in a science fiction horror movie. And I often... Though I can't help but laugh. Well, I often find myself saying things and then thinking, that sounds like a script from a sci-fi movie. And it came out of my mouth. And and it keeps happening. And I think if anybody who's awake to what's going on, start thinking of that. And you'll start noticing that a lot of your conversations would be, if you just recorded them, they'd play pretty well in a made-for-TV sci-fi movie. (laughs) It's like, I don't need to watch TV at all because real life is so intense and engrossing. And look at this whole charade with Trump. I mean, I didn't get a sense that was actually going to turn into an arrest, but um, apparently, who's the DA, really corrupt guy, Alvin Bragg, um, Democratic guy? Apparently, they've come up with all of this... um, evidence that he's been you know 600 pages or something on him yeah it's the stormy um, daniels stuff i mean they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel over. here it's it's and like you, you you know i'm not a trump fan but i i will i will be the first to say that it's the height of fascism when a president of a company has attempts to have his the leader of the opposition arrested i mean oh. this is real banana republic stuff oh It is. And you've just got to say, I mean, we've just spent months and months hearing about the the horrific uh, Biden family crimes. I mean, the money laundering, the pedophilia, just like the laptop from hell. And I mean, all the like obvious connections. And, you know, you know, a lot of people don't see that because the news is repressing but a lot millions of people know about that and then some trumped up charge from what 2016 it just seems crazy i I mean i I, I was very i was very impressed with uh it's gone viral i'm sure you've seen it where tucker carlson yes released the january 6 tapes oh Uh, yeah let's talk about that for a minute because that's that's really interesting uh, first of all, it's, you know, it's come out that uh, the shaman dude who had been Chandler, uh, yeah, been, been depicted in the Simpsons with the horns and the paint <laughs> on his face and all that. He, he was he was literally had doors es- opened for him. Oh, the security he, guards are escorting him around. Yeah. And the, the American public got a chance to see that. And they realized that the whole thing was a fraud. But oh, one, yeah. thing, one thing that people are, are could talk about a little bit more, in my opinion, I remember this all watching this all in real time, because remember when that happened, do you remember what was happening? There was a meeting, I believe it was of the Senate. It might have been Congress, but I think it was the Senate. And and they were specifically talking um, about there were some senators who were just about to present their best information that the election had been uh, compromised and that the voting machines had been rigged and all that. And at exactly that moment, all hell broke loose and, and mm-hmm. all the, the, I guess it must've been the, the Congress, um, they all dispersed and this whole thing unfolded. Well, look at the timing of that. And isn't it interesting that since then there's hardly been a peep about that? 
So yes. they got everybody misdirected. It's just mm -hmm. the classic magician trick. Watch yeah. the left hand so you don't see what I'm doing with the right hand. Yeah, absolutely. I watched that video as well. And I forget, I think Chandler, I forget first or last name, but what really struck me with him was how polite he was incredibly polite well-mannered and he he was deceived because he felt the police well he even thanked the police in his speech for helping them and he was yeah. very honorable as a great american he, you know he was obviously god-centered you know we're we're so lucky but his it was unbelievable to see that and i hope everyone watches it who hasn't apparently um, something like 60 percent of the people who went into the building were fbi agents in the first yeah. place so oh. the whole the whole thing is kabuki theater, like everything. Yeah. And, you know, we don't even know uh, half the time whether it's Trudeau or Biden, whether oh. it's them or somebody in a mask, or <laughs> and it's all green screen stuff, like the president of, Fakes. of, well, of yeah of, we, um, it, Ukraine. It, yeah, in Canada, we finally we still we still have our guy kicking around. Most people have dropped off look at um you know new zealand and all these other countries but we've still got trudeau kicking around but they're trying to get him out with this now chinese interference thing that even this it's all like storylines like it's a movie even the star reported on it so you know it's serious they seriously want him out if the star is reporting on it it's just how long do we have to have the torture of this going on before he yeah. either steps down or is removed and what will that do will it trigger an election will freeland oh that'd be awful take over or mark carney some people say well but this yeah. is it they're, they're all you know they're all globalists the whole kind doesn't whole matter the yeah. whole government has been totally infiltrated. And that's not a conspiracy theory because Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum openly brags about we have penetrated the cabinets. And he specifically referred to Canada and how the <laughs> yeah. majority of the cabinet are in the pocket of the WEF. So yeah. um, th this, is, this is alarming beyond belief. I personally have never made it about Trudeau, although of course I, I can't stand the man because I know this is their game. They'll get us to put all of our treasure into hating Trudeau, then they'll pull him out. And then we're left, oh, well, what, who, who do we hate next? I think we have to keep our eye on the ball that while we are distracted with these soap operas that they keep creating, um, the digital prison is being erected around us. Mm -hmm. and, and while we're arguing about what's in the vaccines or not. And I'd, I'd like to talk about that too, if we have time, but uh, not a lot of, not enough of us are paying attention to the 5G. There's a lot of information now coming out about the health effects of 5G and how it's going to create oh. aggressive cancers. And I mean, oh. I, I, you couldn't pay me to live in a city now. I've, my oh. wife and I have moved, I mean, I'll admit this is a, this is a fake background, everybody. Those are not <laughs> the real fake. Northern, Northern Lights, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, not not the, I'm not uh, the president of Ukraine, okay? <laughs> I don't, that's I'm not. funny. Well, before we move on, I have to say before, I do want to talk about 5G, but I wanted to say something. Of course, I have to say this plug because a lot of people become, I know you're a slightly on the anarchy side yourself, um, but 
I do believe that that's what they want, these globalists. We have to have responsible government, and which is why I ran, despite all the odds, for PPC, and I will run again. It's the only party who did the right thing. Um, and I will run again. I'll run again till I get in. Because look at what happened in um, the Netherlands. This mm -hmm. new farmers party won. Look at 30% of the vote. You know, if people stand in their principles, we can do this. When you keep saying, well, I'll have to compromise for now because then maybe later will be better or it's a step up from where we were. It never works out that way. Yeah. We found out with the Christine Anderson event how compromised Poliev is. He's just the same as Trudeau. In fact, sometimes the enemy you know is better than the one you don't. Same policies, pretty much to a T, although he talks a great game. I'll give you your freedom back and does nothing. Nothing about any of the big um, uh, the big topics. And really, as an opposition, they've been able to do nothing. Zero. So I think it's time for people who've stood in integrity, stood for the value, stood firm is what we have to vote in. And look at what they did in the Netherlands. That really hardened me. I know in Pakistan, I don't know if you're following Pakistan, but uh, the popular guy who was like a freedom fighter, um, obviously should have won. Everyone supported him and they did another fake election and then they, they, they're trying to arrest him, probably assassinate him. And the people have stood up to protect the guy. It's incredible what's happening in Pakistan. Doesn't make the news. I mean, he sounds like an incredible guy. I hope he gets uh, gets in somehow. I think what we have to realize is that uh, there's a lot of protests going on around the world. There's a Huge. lot of people rising up, um, and we're not seeing it, uh, with the exception possibly of Paris. I think the uh, the mainstream press just can't resist that footage of the the, oh. the French setting fire to everything and it's really oh. amazing it's but yeah. it's kind of a way of life over there I kind mm -hmm. of sometimes think it's although I totally understood why but if you know when the truckers were handled aggressively and mistreated by the goons that they brought in it, had that been uh Paris they you know that the people would have just stayed. But the, the advantage they have in Paris is the streets are made of cobblestones. Oh, and that's not yeah. by mistake because they 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 use those cobblestones to be, create uh, fortifications and they throw them. And, you know, it's oh, just yeah. their tradition. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that point up because Canadians, we've really never fought for our freedom. We don't even know how to do it. We're so polite. And I think the, the 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 reason they showed the French videos to the Canadian people is like, oh, look at these horrible freedom fighters. They're they're bad, evil people. Don't do that. Just to reinforce the message. But despite that, even Canadians who are slow to wake up, um, apparently about a quarter of Canadians fully support the truckers and the freedom movement. That's pretty good. One in four at this point in our That's journey. really good. And I suspect, I suspect it's higher than that. Um, yeah. where, I, where I live, there's some asleep people, but there's plenty of people in the small towns, wherever you have working people, uh, people who get dirt under their fingernails, earning a living, uh, they get what's going on. Oh but yeah. The people who've really, really uh, betrayed us. And I, I, I am in that, I used to be in that class of people, <laughs> was the sort of university educated white collar yeah. office worker well, uh, watching CBC and reading the Globe and Mail or the Toronto Star. These yeah. are the people who are the most heavily programmed and the last to realize oh. what's going on. Oh. 
Yeah. And that was me too. I mean, university like you, university grad, loved the Globe and Mail or the National Post, thought I was really a true conservative years ago. What what a what a wake-up call for me in these last three four years. I mean, I probably like you as a wake to uh, all of the corruption in the food sector that started me. And then in the pharmaceutical sector, um, but the true evil and the, the the nature of these agendas. Wow. That's just been in the last few years. Um, well, I, yeah. You mentioned as you were introducing me that I spent 25 years editing a couple of uh, business publications for the environmental services industry. One of them was called Hazmat Management. And I, I have found it very interesting. Because to, it just... I know it's, it sounds like a real niche, right? And, and it is, but... Um, that book? I'm sorry. It's just, I can't help it. It just has that management. I know, but it's a thing, right? And, uh, and in fact, um, over the years, we wanted to change the name because hazmat was a big thing in the 90s. And then, then it became more... Uh, we would have preferred to call it something more broadly environmental. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, eventually that publication uh, ceased to be profitable, although it was profitable for a couple of decades. Um, Probably bring it back now and people would love it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm sorry, I'm not editing that magazine right now with the Ohio train derailment. Yeah. Uh, I had wow. actually written an article that was very well received years ago in, about a Canadian train derailment. You might recall the Lake Magnetique train derailment where um, a train that was loaded up with uh, fuel oil from, uh, from the U.S. Midwest uh, came loose from its brakes and went down the tracks and, and crashed into this uh, small town in Quebec and the oil went everywhere and it got in the sewers of the town oh. and then it and then the fire was coming up through the sewer system into buildings and a lot of people died and it was just one of the most horrific things ever but anyway i i'm very familiar because we had a large us readership as well um so i became very familiar with the us circla and superfund legislation um so i've been following that one pretty closely yeah, and, and I want to remind people that that toxic plume came up into Ontario uh, between Toronto and and uh, roughly Ottawa. So uh, there may be uh, fallout. In fact, I'm sure there is, and possible um, uh, dioxin contamination on <laughs> Ontario farm fields from that. Yeah, but- let me let me ask you because um, it, it was really disturbing to see. And I'm not sure if, you know, we're just aware now of these train derailments or there are more of them because they just seem to be coming all the time. But why was the why was there so much vinyl chloride? What was the purpose of all of that? And then why did they burn it? Because dioxins are like forever chemicals that they're, you know, and all of this Amish farmland. I mean, let's talk about the end goal again, because is yeah. the end goal to to declare the government to declare the land contaminated despite their, oh, their best efforts from the EPA. So then they can, you know, basically condemn the land, push people off the land and then buy it up at a song. We've seen that play out with protests. Yeah. It's the same strategy with the Antifa protests deliberately wrecking all the properties. Yes, and I, I, I think that's exactly what's going on. I've been uh, the go to person right now for this is this guy, Tim Truth, 
That's the name of his channel, Tim Truth. Yes. He, he's been doing some really in-depth coverage of it, like, like reviewing security footage second by second and showing really? at, what, at what point the, the uh, one of the axles started to cat overheat and throw off sparks and then sort of catch fire. Mm -hmm. And they, were, they have these monitors on the tracks every 10 miles or so, these heat sensors. And when a train, especially when loaded with hazmat, um, uh, has this happen, it's supposed to be stopped. And the either the conductor ignored the signals, which I doubt, mm -hmm. or he was ordered to ignore them. And wow. it was also a particularly long train. I'm not saying it's the longest one in history, but it was so long, it had over 100 cars. It, it required three locomotives, one at the front, one at the back, and one in the middle. And so anyway, the, the thing the thing crashed. Now it's suspiciously, it crashed at the one spot for many, many, many miles where there was some sort of drain that went into uh, the Ohio River. It's so uh, disturbing. So I mean, it, it, I, to me, yeah. that's, a, that's a tell. And yeah. then uh, we, we won't go into all the details of what happened, but the gist of it was that um, they had they they had hazmat crews that could have been on on scene within a couple of hours, pumping out the hazmat, pumping yeah. out the vinyl chloride and the other uh, toxins, toxic chemicals, which become much more toxic when they catch fire. Instead, what they did it and initially for the first day or two, they were saying, oh, it's just one car. Mm -hmm. Well, then it suddenly became five cars and they emptied out all of those cars into the ditch and set fire to them. Now, now I can that, tell you 25 years editing a hazmat magazine. I never heard of such a thing yeah, that cool. goes against every protocol. Exactly. This is the thing that seems to just like my mouth drops. It's and people are calling it, you know, chemical warfare uh, in yeah. in the U.S. because all of that rich Pennsylvania farmland, all the Amish who were resisting the mandates, is their land going to be polluted? What's the food going to be like? Um, and 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 the, and and the U.S. EPA spokespeople have rather suspiciously suspiciously said, "Well, we don't have any." background level testing so we they're setting the stage so that if they find any dioxin at even one or two parts per billion which as they correctly said you could have that just from a barbecue wow. um, they yeah. have the ability to detect things at very low levels so they can now come in with the narrative that they'll order the people to leave they'll clean up the land and then they put a lien on the property so that if you go to sell it the buyer, say the property is worth $500,000, there might be a $2 million lien on it to pay, repay the government for cleaning up the land. This is the concern. Uh, obviously, the company, the railroad company, which happens to be owned by BlackRock and Vanguard, go figure. Yeah, They exactly. should be the ones paying 100% of the cleanup yeah, costs. Exactly. Why aren't they? I mean, But I think it's a land grab and I think yeah. it's part of the, and we're also seeing uh, rivers being, uh, having toxins dumped in them. There's a river in Australia where millions of fish were killed. This is happening. It happened in Atlantic Canada. It's happening across Europe. So they're, they're, they're trying to set up, in my opinion, a Stalinist type food shortage, disrupt mm -hmm. fly, supply chains, and then make it difficult, if not impossible, for 
people to go and feed their families by hunting and fishing. So yes, and, and let's not even I don't even think we have time to cover the undrip and people think that's a another, you know, conspiracy theory, but the document is right there. All the documents how um doesn't have to be someone who's indigenous. They could be someone who's from another country could claim your land. Um they're, you know, through all these treaties, they're playing this out more and more in BC. Uh, so we've got food shortages, we've got, you know, bank crisis, we've got um, meat processing plants burning down, we've got avian flu, we've got the threat of them now saying, oh, well, casually, we're going to inject all the animals with this poisonous, um, permanently uh, gene editing uh, bioweapons yep. that they're calling vaccines. Um, you know, we've got people are, are severely stressed, a lot of people um, financially destitute, and, um, you know, it just like the, it just keeps layering, stacking up. I hear that there's another, uh, and then they've got the WHO Treaty. Um, I'm having James Roguski on my show. If I'm Oh, really, excellent. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to out of California. He's spearheaded the efforts to shut this down, um, yeah. the international health regulations, because they're quietly putting through all these amendments yeah. to make it that humans are like, um, you know, threats you know, unless you're injected and you have a card, you know, all these hazards, this is the, this has to be stopped at all costs. So, I mean, I always say to people who may be awake and think they can just hide it out now, you, we got to get everybody involved to stop this. It's, well, they've, it's a full-time job. It's a full-time job for me. At, at a world, at a, uh, at a summit recently, uh, one of these globalist organizations declared that um, this 2023 is year one of the new world order. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're fully declaring this now. It's in mm -hmm. no way a secret. Uh, often a, another term they use that sounds more innocuous is glo uh, global governance. Mm, and, yeah. and another so term you'll hear is one health. And the idea there is that there should be, you know, Tedros of the WHO will become the world health star. So if somebody develops the sniffles in New Zealand, he can declare a world pandemic. And then if your own government or its soldiers or police aren't willing to kick your door down and haul you off to a quarantine center, um, they, they can literally send, this is what the legislation says, they can literally send in UN troops to do the job for you. So yeah. you'll see in some countries like Australia, uh, they are openly advertising for inter police to join the force from other countries because they, they, they don't trust their own you yes. know, Australian police officers to do that. But if yes. you've got people who have just been brought in from other countries, nothing against immigration, but you get people who are, have no history with the country and they're totally dependent on the government that's brought them over, they'll do what they're told. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to watch this uh, extremely closely because it is through, well, it's some people call it the rise of the biosecurity state. Which I Absolutely. Think is, is and Elena Freeland writes better than anybody. Have you, have you um, read her books? Wow. It, you I, know. I'm familiar with her. I, I I have not read any of her books, but I read. You know, she wrote about this with the transhumanism, and it's frightening, um, for sure. Um, well, we're not, what pe what your audience needs to understand is we're, this is not simply. We're first of all we're in year at the end. 
we're in year three, or we've had three years so far of a fifth generation war. So it's not, and a fifth generation war is not country on country. It's government against the people. It's the spy agencies in the deep state and they're using deception, propaganda. Alex Jones named his channel Infowars very wisely because that's mm -hmm. the nature of the war that we're in. Most people don't even realize we're in this war, but it's not even just a war for what the new economic and social order is going to be. Uh, that would be bad enough. It's because they want to introduce a technocracy, but it's also a, a fight to the death for the human species itself, because mm -hmm. the, um, the World Economic Forum and, and Yuval Noah Harari and these characters, they want to genetically alter human beings. They actually want to take control. Uh, it's called controlled evolution. And their idea is to get nanotech into our bodies by which they can not only surveil, track and trace us, but also modify us. And in fact, they have ideas um, of, of sort of mixing the genes of, of different reptiles and animals into the human genome. Now that sounds far-fetched, right? Well, guess what? <laughs> it's already happened. Yes. It's and, in the vaccines. Oh yeah. And we have so much nanotech, all of us, no matter how you know clean you eat in us already. Oh yeah. Um, There's no know. such thing as a pure blood anymore. If you took a bunch of boosters, you're probably worse off, I'm sorry to say. But even somebody like myself, with what they're spraying, with what they're putting in the food, um, I, I, I will eventually get my blood looked at, and I would not be surprised if it's, it's got things in there that shouldn't be in there. Well, I almost don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually a good idea to do a live blood cell analysis on a regular basis. I had one done recently. Happily, it looked pretty good. Oh, good. Um, we all have a few parasites, and I think uh, that's nothing to be uh, afraid of, but I think everyone should do a good parasite cleanse because there's not just regular biological ones. There's uh, AI-driven biosynthetic ones. Like, we're in a whole age of crazy sci-fi. Well, um, well and, there's... And, you there's, know, there's... There's three, there's three researchers that people have to follow, and you can find them. Um, I, hopefully, you'll have them on your show as well. I know Maria Z and Dr. Jane Ruby interviews these people a lot. They've been on Stu Peters. Uh, Karen Kingston is kind of the queen of the, um, of the patent stuff, and she yes. has found out a lot of this uh, stuff about um, these... Uh, what she calls them bioweapons, which is appropriate. And she's she describes these as a new life form, that they've taken tin and metals and inorganic material, and they've fused it with organic material to create a new life form. So a, a new kind of, um, I don't like to call them viruses because it gets confusing, but it's a new kind of virus-like semi-life form that is it's activated. It's uh, actually, it's, um, you explain that beautifully and people, these are part biology, part organic and part synthetic, yeah. and yet they're self-assembling and they're intelligent, they're self-learning. Um, Dr. Uh, Robert O. Young, uh, ha I had him on the show and he has advanced uh, microscopes and it's AI driven. So it's like, and they're calling them hydras. So they're, they're AI, it's like an AI invasion. 
basically. Absolutely. And I want to correct the record right now and straighten something out for people. I've been in conversation. I can't tell you how many people in the freedom movement uh, I've interacted with recently go, oh, no, that stuff about graphene oxide and the nanotech in the vials has all been discredited. And, no. and it's always goes back to Dr. Ryan Cole. Yes, and I agree. And I don't know if Cole is is a conscious agent for the deep state or if he's just gullible and naive, but please do not listen to that man anymore. Uh, and Dr. Robert Malone is not to be trusted either because he invented a lot of this stuff. And I, I do not consider him to be, uh, uh, listen, I don't want to get us sued because he's suing everybody in the movement. Yeah, so I'm, uh, uh, listen, yeah, and I'm, uh, I met them both when I went to Tennessee and um, I would, I would say um, respectfully that, uh, yeah, Dr. Be, Cole, be careful what you say, because he's yeah. suing Dr. Jane Ruby. I think yeah. we should just leave it at that. Yeah, but, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. So I, I respect that they're stepping up to speak out. And there's a lot of different points of view. So, but, 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 but there's just no doubt that there's, uh, there is graphene oxide and nanotech what? in there. And I was going to mention two other uh, researchers that people have to follow. Of Sasha Ladipova and especially um, uh, Catherine Watt, who's a legal uh, oh, investigator. And yeah. she has recently come out with some statements. And what they've discovered, I think we might have mentioned this before, but it, it bears repeating that uh, for the longest time we've been misdirected and we've been told, oh, it's Russia, oh, it's China, oh, it's this. Mm -hmm. No, it's actually the, the U.S. Department of Defense yes. quarterbacking this whole strategy. My last article for the March issue of Druthers, if people want to get it, they can actually read it online if they want at druthers.net, uh, was called... Um, I forget the exact title, but it's something like the monster is in the house, the monster's in the basement. Because <laughs> so, that, that's what Dr. Jane Ruby calls it. She, she says, you know, we're all thinking, we're all afraid of what was outside of the United States. Yes. And Canada, but it, actually the monster's in the house. And this, well, this creates a whole next level problem for us. Oh, yeah. And I know Dr. Martin has been um, very good about pointing the finger at Canada for the creation of the most toxic part of this injection, which is the nanolipid particle. Yes, um, and that was from the U U UBC. Yes. And I believe even Trudeau is implicated in having investments in that. It's just, yes. it's so dirty and it's so corrupt. It's unbelievable. We've effectively don't have governments anymore to rely on. And I think we're going to have to eventually set up common law courts and we're going to have to revert to natural law. Yes, God's waiting. law. Yeah. And it's, I don't think we're there yet, but when we get enough of the people informed, mm -hmm. then we can move on this. And, and I don't think we're going to be successful. They want us to be violent. No, I think we can't we be. It has to be law, peaceful. That's why I keep running politically. If you get clean, honest uh, politicians, enough of them, uh, you can make change. I see the difference even one person like Christine Anderson's making. I mean, individuals, we're starting to get a few people in who are, um, you know, uh, self, you know, critical thinkers, I'll call them, freedom-minded at the local level, which is important. And I do think um, that people, the big job is to wake others up. And it, it's a very long haul, takes a lot of little steps. I'm waking up pharmacists slowly in my community. And wow. we go around every week, door to door or in the business with a, a group of us. And it's not just political and not just delivering to others. We talk to people about the 15-minute city. We're giving them information. We're encouraging them to get involved. 
And a lot of people are like, are getting quite concerned, which is good. But yeah. the next step is to get involved. And I do believe there needs to be someone going to every single municipality to push back against the 15 minute cities. I know Oshawa just signed up. I know Edmonton is way deep into it. Um, that mayor's quite compromised from what I hear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we just have to, we have to, we have to keep stepping up because it's I, not going to go I, away I, I like I like that you are referring to the local level because a lot of the, the people whose opinions I value are saying, don't just always think about the national or state or provincial level. Uh, a lot of the tentacles of the United Nations and the World Economic Forum and WHO and all the climate change rubbish, mm -hmm. it, goes, it goes down to the municipal level. It goes down to the school boards. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I'll just I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell yeah. you a quick story uh, um, just to point out how 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 important it is to do that. I found out that my uh, my stepson's school was going to be hosting an injection clinic, and I decided to go with a couple of people from my freedom group to uh, hand out flyers and educate the students the day before and say, you might want to skip school tomorrow, uh, but at least do not take these shots. And and I was just giving them a brochure we'd produced. Now, the brochure was focused on the COVID injections, and it turned out that the shots that they were going to get in the school was for tetanus. Which and is it's sterilizing them. And, and exactly. then Dr. Carrie Majay has, has been screaming at people. Exactly. You know, not only do you not need that, but it's sterilizing the kids. Exactly. Don't ever get so another we, one of those. We <laughs> were telling them that. And also the... Um, the one that what's the one that prevents it doesn't but it's supposed to prevent <laughs> over, uh, cancer for uterus for women oh yeah the hpv one the yeah. hpv yeah so probably gives when, people cancer as we know it i mean so effective so so i'm out there and one of the my friends who was with me went to get a coffee which was unfortunate because a couple of angry parents showed mm -hmm. up and tried to intimidate me uh, they were big, strong guys, and their their daughters had called to tell them that an anti-vaxxer was outside. But the principal of the school, vice principal, uh, teachers came out. They were giving me a really hard time, and mm -hmm. I really had to stand my ground. And you. afterwards, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking, you know, since when are our schools uh vaccine clinics exactly to learn to read and write and learn math don't, they don't care about they, that they it's don't have the clinics. right and and it's coercive because even if they're oh. not pressuring the kids to get vaccinated just the fact that your educational institution is hosting this is giving it its stamp of approval and oh. i had one teacher come out and he said well if you expect us to listen to you i want you to listen to me for a minute and he told me this very sad story about how his wife had uterine cancer or ovarian cancer and she had a had to have a very invasive operation and i felt bad for him yeah but i said to him well you have to understand i'm here to prevent that happening to the the girls in this school because that that shot actually gives them cancer he lost his mind he went he yeah. actually smashed the door of the school as he oh went because he was so angry well, i like know it did really 
it, it is. And it really triggers them. Nothing triggers them more than the shot. Um, and I remember when things were really scary with all the masks, I was handing out like brochures and stickers to, you know, things, information to the kids about how harmful the masks are. I met with all the teachers. I met with the principal. I was just going nuts because I hated it. It's, it's abuse. I could see it, it was child abuse, psychological right. torture. That's and um, I talked about the shots a lot. And one of the, one of the teachers was standing outside with two masks on. And I said to him, like, why are you wearing a mask outside? And he said, until all the kids are injected, I won't be safe. He was that paranoid. And it was like, oh, my God, this is what's teaching our children. This is the type of individual and, and uh, the level of, uh, you know, mind washing, brainwashing or mind control, whatever it was. And they just wouldn't listen. I said, you know, a number of kids have died in my riding. I say it a riding because I, I in the area I'm in after this shot it's like normally one kid harmed you would just stop it keeps going yeah. you know kid had it had his toe amputated i mean countless cases of myocarditis in our listen community. we we're friends with one of my wife and i's friends are my wife and i are friends with a woman who's a massage therapist and she had a woman on her massage table she works at a resort and the woman was saying, oh, I'm here because I'm on a stress break and my company's paying for me to be here for the weekend. And so our friend, as she was working on her, said, well, what's stressing you out? And she said, well, I work for a funeral home. And ever since the kids were allowed to be vaccinated, I've been very upset at the number of bodies of dead children coming in every week to the funeral home. Like there, that, that one really sent a chill up my spine, but you know, what's even more scary than that is I've told that story to some people who are in favor of the vaccines and it just, they don't, they don't even react. No, they don't even it, seem to care. There's something wrong with them. There like, where's, is. Where's the outrage? Well, this is where we get into even more tinfoil hat territory yet again is mind control, because when you're putting uh, graphene, why would you put graphene in a shot? It's very conductive. And yeah. I've said this, you know, for years and people have left me for it, but laughed at me. But once you have that amount of nano and graphene in you, you are, we are, we're electromagnetic beings, as I wrote about in my book, yeah. and we can be influenced. Like, it's like there's a, there's a frequency that's being shot at them because I've said it to many people and they, nothing sinks in. In fact, um, I remember a friend who I love, I wanted to get past this. I said, look at, I warned you in the beginning, cause I love you about the shots um, you made your choice. I haven't changed. In fact, I, I feel like more doctors are coming this way, just like thalidomide. It's always a small group. I kept saying, let's just let it go. She Not only would she not let it go, she said, You've, I've lost trust in you. And she went on and on, really trying to convince me that I should now accept that they're good. And she wouldn't let up. So I had to say, let's just let it go. I love yeah. you. And we, you know, we have lots of other things we agree on, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how you can't break through um, easily. I'm not saying it's not impossible, but yeah, you just have to keep planting seeds, but not get attached to the outcome. And some people are just ready to wake up. They're like, oh my God, I get it now. Um, it's just the time. Um, and they, it might be because someone else planted five or 10 or 20 seeds earlier. Who knows? That's why we right. have to keep doing it like farmers. Don't and you, don't you think sometimes that this technology is so advanced and strange, it doesn't even seem like it was invented by human beings. 
I really start to wonder mm -hmm. if we haven't, if the deep state hasn't been in contact, like we're starting to hear uh, with aliens, with greys or, or J-rods mm -hmm. or whatever they call them, <laughs> and and has, has done some sort of deal with the devil where in yes. exchange for, you know, allowing the elites to take over planet earth, the, these people, these aliens will get something out of it. And in exchange for that, they've been given this technology because I just find when I see this stuff under the microscope, I, I it just yes. doesn't seem like it's from this world. Kind no, of I, I de definitely, this might end my political career. I'll, you know, look at this is speculation. <laughs> I have to be careful. But I don't want to ruin your political yeah, career. Yeah, that's so okay. We don't have to talk about the aliens it, if you, you know want, what? It, 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 I made a decision early on to just be who I am, which is just going for direct. And, you know, and in my vision that I saw originally was an extraterrestrial threat using AI. And I haven't really shifted from that yeah. at all. Well, and, even, and we should talk a little lost, bit about that. We should talk a little bit about the alien stuff. Um, I follow yes, that. Or we stuff could do that in another podcast. We're, we're, we're going on uh, to how long have we been over an hour? Maybe have we been we over an hour? So we'll have to park that for next time. Uh, I'd I love to, you know, maybe just to whet people's appetite, because one of the things you were going to uh, talk about was, you know, how the gateway of 9-11, you know, the, some of the big conspiracies that became, you know, that are overwhelming evidence that, you know, it was an inside job. Move people, it's like the starter thing. And from there, you start exploring all the other lies, incredible lies, all the rabbit holes of the lie of history, the lie yes. of humanity, even places like Tartaria. Did you want to just comment a little bit on that? And then I would love to explore um, the whole topic of you know, the, the just hypothetical tin foil hat for fun. Yeah, well, I, I think what we should do, because people tiptoe around this stuff so much, I think we should commit to a whole hour just on all that stuff. Tartaria, the lie of, the lie of history we've been told, uh, the stuff about the resets and the Jason Brashear's material out of archaics. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The I real alien now a little yeah, bit from you. The real yeah. alien stuff like like Daniel List covers on Dark Journalist as compared to the Lou Alessandro CIA fake disclosure. Project Blue Beam. Yes, that stuff. we were warned about by Werner von Braun, who was a former Nazi and who said to anyone who had listened to him at the very end of his life that he predicted everything that's happening. And he said they're the final move of, of the Fourth Reich, which we're in it would be the fake alien invasion. So uh, it's it's actually people have been conditioned to laugh at these topics as if they're the Sasquatch, which is also a, quite a serious <laughs> subject. If you talk to First Nations people, they view it as an inter, interdimensional being. That's, yes. that's very interesting. So we could have a whole sort of Sasquatch yeah. UFO uh, <laughs> Tartaria episode, and then yeah. your political career will be over. And we'll have it. had a lot of fun. <laughs> Maybe by then it'll be... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, you you think now, uh, I mean, even the topics of uh, extrasensory perception and remote viewing, I mean, all this stuff is, is, is everything is hidden from humanity. And I uh, think it's symbolics. coming out now. And I think it is actually uh, with it, the Overton window has shifted. And I think it's actually acceptable 
to talk about. I mean, you have a, a news anchor from NBC talking about a mothership uh, on the edge of the solar system. I mean, it, it, that kind of gives us all permission now to delve <laughs> into that. So. Yeah, I think then the timing will be good. Well, Leah, excellent. I it, great to talk to you, and I will I'll send you a note after this. I have a someone coming on my show who I am thrilled to have. You may not have heard of him, but if you want to talk, hear someone talk about aliens, Gene Decode is the guy to go really? to. Really. No, I yeah, I'm he's, not familiar. He, you've got to watch that show. I'm. I feel really blessed to have him on, and he's he's doing a lot of good service. He's former military. He's got multiple degrees. He claims to have been in the dumbs. He he was uh, had a death experience and came back. Mm-hmm. So he can he's he's you wouldn't believe the stuff he talks about. So that's going to be really well, interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. actually, you will believe it, but <laughs> some people might not. So, anyways. We will we'll we'll schedule that alien sometime very soon. All right, you're on. All right, take care. Bye now. Thanks. Thanks, Tish.